The views expressed on the Buckmaster radio program are not necessarily the views of Bill Buckmaster Communications, LLC, or its sponsors. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are listening to 1030 The Voice, trusted local news and talk. Uh, Thank you for tuning in like you do every Monday through Friday from 12 to 1 p.m. on The Buckmaster Show. But guess what? This is not Bill Buckmaster. My condolences to those of you who tune in to listen to his uh, lovely voice. But anyway, this is Matt Russell sitting in for uh, the uh, vacationing Bill Buckmaster. Uh, And, uh, of course, you you, uh, listen to me uh, run the airwaves uh, every Friday on his show talking about all the great culinary and cocktail experiences there are uh, in southern Arizona. And Bill has said, Matt, while I'm away on May the 15th, I want you to take over the show, and I want you to dedicate it entirely to the dynamic food and beverage scene in Southern Arizona. And Bill, it is my honor, sir, uh, to do that. Uh, For those unfamiliar with me, I am the food and beverage columnist for Inside Tucson Business uh, and the publisher of OnTheMenuLive.com. If you want to learn a little bit about me, uh, read some of my past uh, articles, even get links to all of my media appearances, including uh, the Honorable Bill Buckmaster, you can go to OnTheMenuLive.com, learn all the information. Now, uh, fellow foodies uh, and loyal listeners, we, you, we could not have uh, a conversation about Southern Arizona's food and beverage scene without talking about our next guest because he is at the heart. He is at the spirit. He is the anchor uh, for what drives the culinary scene here in Southern Arizona because he is on the board of this wonderful organization we call Tucson Originals, board member of the Tucson Originals and the man uh, who runs the Bisbee Breakfast Club. Put your hands together, everybody, for our good friend, Terry Kite. Terry. How are you, sir? Hello, I'm great. That's my intro? That is your intro, wow, brother. You've that sounds made, really good. You've made it to the big times, man. So thanks for hanging out with us here uh, as we talk about and start this great, delicious show uh, about the Tucson Originals. Uh, you know, I go way back with this organization, to, I think probably 20-plus years, an organization uh, that really is about the principle and the spirit of local. Uh, and now, uh, really, uh, never before has the uh, values of this organization been so important to people that like to go out and eat. Give our listeners a a sense of what the Tucson Originals uh, is all about, and uh, we're going to dive deep into some of the events and literally into some of the food that you, Terry Cut, brought along with us. So tell us about the Originals. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been around for longer than I've known about it. I believe it was starting in the 90s, well, uh, way back when, and I've been a, a part of it, lucky to be a part of it for five or six years or so. Uh, and to me, I guess it's just a group of friends, a, a group of restaurateurs and other people who are... Um, going through the same stuff, and they're my best friends. Don't tell them I said that. But... <laughs> well, they're all listening right now. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, you're my best friends. Uh, but it's great. We just work. We do a lot of events throughout the year. Uh, we do a lot of work with nonprofits, and we just try and get the word out about Tucson's local community restaurant operations, and we try and uh, keep people in the loop as to what's going on with Tucson and that we're still here, and uh, you have a lot of options when you go out, but... Uh, if you want to uh, make the right choice and keep dollars local, then right. uh, go to our website, check out who's part of the Tucson Originals. And that's TucsonOriginals.com, correct? It is .com, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned local and you mentioned independent. And, uh, you know, I'm curious because I'm watching your membership grow, yeah. um, which really I think is a, is a, is a testament to the spirit of the Tucson Originals. Of course, now uh, we're a couple of years into uh, Tucson receiving its uh, designation as the city of gastronomy. Did you the, hear about that? The very first one. That's pretty big news. In North America. But we're, are we breaking news on the Buckmaster Show? Uh, no, this is, a, this is a big deal, but local matters now. And so in your moves around town, and in fact, regionally in the country, that local idea seems to drive the culinary conversation, right? That's why the Tucson Original 
schools really exists. Yeah, I agree. And I think to a lot of extent, people have come around. It's, you know, it's different than it was in the late 90s when the originals was first started. But people have sort of come around to realizing that where they spend their dollar matters. And I think there's been a lot of growth in that aspect. So we're, we're one of you know, a few groups that are, have the same sort of a Tucson community vibe, but uh, we're the restaurant group, I think. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now to be a member of the Tucson Originals, I mean, mm -hmm. there, there are criteria and, and they have been carefully drafted for good reason, mm -hmm. because I know there are you know, probably some uh, restaurants that would be eager uh, to join the roles of the organization, but there are principles and, and policies uh, that dictate uh, who can actually be a member, uh, but local and independent really is driving that. Yes, correct? they're draconian in my opinion. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so uh, they're pretty loose, I guess, other than you have to be independently owned and uh, your offices have to be based in Tucson, you know, Tucson city limits. Or right. We're pretty loose with that stuff, but in general, uh, you have to have a good reputation around town and uh, your food's got to be good. Yeah. You know, I, I'm asked all the time uh, when people come into town that have never been to Tucson before, uh, you know, because of this uh, this rising awareness about where we are as a food city, people say, you know, where, where should I go out to eat? And I have the easiest answer in the world, right? right? TucsonOriginals.com. <laughs> That's where you start your day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Or maybe even have lunch there, too, because I heard, I heard your burgers at Bisbee Breakfast Club are completely off the hook. Oh, nice. Uh, can't remember who told me that. Uh, but anyway, I need to give those a shot. But Tucson Originals originals.com is really your your punch card uh, to treat your palate to a wide range of restaurants. Now, when you think about local independent eateries in Southern Arizona, I think your your mind goes to mom and pop kinds of, of restaurants, you know, sandwich shops, pizza shops, and, and stuff like that. But you really represent a full range uh, of genre from the culinary perspective, uh, really at both ends. Yeah, that's right. We have, you know, number of breakfast places. We have some Italian places. And uh, uh, what else do we have? Sort of, uh, oh, fine dining we fine talked dining, about. Yeah. Right. There's all sorts of casual places. You can get delivery. Um, yeah. We're looking at expanding sort of our offerings. If there's other restaurants out there that are interested in joining, have them shoot us an email. But, uh, yeah, we're always looking to broaden our, our diversity. And the, can can uh, any of our listeners reach you via email through the Tucson Originals website? Is yeah. there a way to contact That'll you here? That'll work. Again, Tucson we also have a, signed up for a Facebook page, too. Oh. And you can find us on the Facebook. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very, very good. I was just told about that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny what happens when you join the board of an organization and what you learn. Uh, we're talking to Terry Kite. Uh, he is the principal uh, with the Bisbee Breakfast Club. Uh, more locations across town than I can count in the hour that we have together. But he's also on the board of a wonderful organization called the Tucson Originals. TucsonOriginals.com stands for local, stands for independent, stands up against the big box chain restaurants uh, that uh, you know continue to populate communities uh, and markets like ours. But in all of my writings and coverage, in all of Bill Buckmaster's writings and coverage, it really is the sense of local that drives this. And you can't get much more local than this slate of events, Terry. That's right. Uh, that the Tucson Originals uh, has uh, re is really hosting uh, throughout the season. And we've got one coming up uh, just here in a few weeks. Is it the pizza throwdown? The pizza throwdown, yeah. All right, Matt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? I think it's happening on, on June uh, the 15th. June 15th, yeah. It's at Fresco Pizzeria. Uh, there's a number of Tucson Originals participating, and uh, I think it's 30 bucks. You can buy tickets at Eventbrite. We'll have that posted through our Facebook page as well. And uh, it's all-you-can-eat pizza, and we also have some local breweries joining us, and I think you get three drink tickets. So it's one of our uh, best-attended events we've done. This is the fifth annual 
I'm not mistaken. Okay, well, you had me at free pizza. Oh. So with your ticket price. With your ticket. You can indulge as much as you'd like. Yes. Uh, we okay, had, now. We had a few leftovers you, last year. Well, I don't know, know what this word leftover is that, that, that you, that you, of which you speak. Uh, you, do, now, you, you know what happens if I come. It's going to cut deeply. There's no leftovers. Into the profit potential. No but anyway, leftovers wrestle. You know, well. <laughs> That's the hashtag for the hour. Pizza throwdown on June the 15th at Fresco Pizzeria. And what a remarkable coincidence, uh, Terry Kite. You actually have brought some of Matt Cable's pie uh, yourself as kind of a tease uh, for this pizza throwdown. Uh, looks like we both are making our way through this uh, pie pretty uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, did you notice there was a slice missing? It's kind of weird. <laughs> when I first brought it in, I don't know what happened. I might take it back. Tastes good, though. Yeah, you know, when the guest has a full mouth, you have to keep talking. <laughs> Radio 101. But anyway, uh, we're going to be shaking and stirring. Also, uh, as we get into the summer months, uh, August the 2nd is the World Margarita Championship. Oh, yeah, that's always fun. Always a favorite event for, for Southern Arizona, and I get to judge it every year. I, I, I'm i blushing. Are you doing it again this year? Uh, you know, they haven't asked me. Oh, okay. But the day would be you, so ask me right now so I can put it on my calendar. Are they? Sure, I don't see why not. <laughs> But again, you don't have to be a, a professional award-winning mixologist to enter this competition. If you are a member of the Tucson Originals and you uh, fancy yourself to shake and stir uh, for an award-winning experience, you can get in on this action. Sure, that's right. We don't serve margaritas at my place, but uh, we've been doing the Margarita Championship for the past few years, and it's always fun. Sort of gets us out of our box and allows us to experiment and uh, lose. We consistently lose every <laughs> single year, so I'm hoping to keep up. The uh, keep the record going. Well, I'm sure it was all a misunderstanding. Uh, no, it, ours was not the best. <laughs> I can confirm that. And with the pizza throwdown, uh, again, at Fresco Pizzeria on June the 15th at 6 p.m., uh, you don't have to be a professional pizziola uh, to actually enter uh, yourself uh, into the competition. If you were a member of the originals, it doesn't matter what your restaurant is known for. If you think you can take down last year's winner, you say go for it. That's right. What's uh, jumped out to me was Gourmet Girls is on the list, and I imagine they've got a gluten-free pizza. In Susan and Mary are heroes. Yeah. Just heroes. Gourmet Girls Gluten-Free Bakery and Bistro. You know, they actually have a... Award-winning. Uh, Award-winning. And they are great cocktail uh, mixologists as well. Terry Kite, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't go away, though, because we're going to keep you a part of the conversation uh, for the rest of the hour. Uh, but this portion of the Buckmaster Show is presented by Mona's Danish Bakery, home of the Danish Kringle. Mona's is located in the northeast corner of Swan and Sunrise. I think one of the most delicious intersections in all of the galaxy, probably because it's just steps away from Bisbee Breakfast Club. But anyway, uh, they actually have a new a hot breakfast menu that I just learned about. Mona's is open for lunch right now, too. Mona's Danish Bakery on the northeast corner of Swan and Sunrise. Go to monasdanishbakery.com or you can go to buckmastershow.com for a link to Mona's Danish Bakery. Uh, again, this is Matt Russell from On the Menu Live and Inside Tucson Business uh, sitting in for Bill Buckmaster while he makes his way across the globe, probably as I know Bill, searching out some great culinary and cocktail experiences for himself. It's an honor for me to host this hour on 1030 The Voice, trusted local news and talk. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be shifting our, our conversation from a pizza to wine with our good friend Brennan Sanders from Airdus Wine Company. Stick around. We'll be right back. Family-owned Jam Culinary Concepts and its family of restaurants has you covered for your special event. Jam caters anytime, anywhere, any size group, and any type of cuisine. Vero Amore, authentic Neapolitan pizza and noble hops. Craft beer and fine fare are synonymous with quality. Call 954-1468 or log on to jamculinaryconcepts.com. 
This is Bill Buckmaster. I'm passionate about travel, visiting over 100 countries in all 50 states. And when I'm ready to take off, I fly from Tucson International Airport with nine airlines flying nonstop to 22 destinations and easy one-stop connections I can get virtually anywhere in the world. It's close by, convenient with competitive airfares, and there's no long drive coming back home after a long trip. Travel smart and fly Tucson. Check out flytucson.com. The Regional Transportation Authority has a 35-member Citizens Advisory Committee working to identify transportation priorities for the region and will be seeking public input on those priorities before too long. These priorities will help guide development of an RTA continuation plan. The current RTA plan and half-cent excise tax will continue through June 2026. To learn more, please visit rtamobility.com. The Green Valley News and Sarita Sun cover two of Arizona's most desirable communities. The newspapers reach more than 75% of the communities each week, with a combined population of more than 50,000. The Green Valley News also publishes a dozen magazines each year, and both newspapers publish up-to-the-minute local news online at gvnews.com. The Green Valley News and Sarita Sun, it's all right here. As a small business owner, I appreciate the services of a top-notch certified public accountant. That's why Michael C. Flowers of Flowers, Rieger & Associates is the CPA firm of the Buckmaster Show. Michael's a former small business leader of the year in Tucson. He'll professionally handle all of your accounting needs and tax preparation services. Flowers, Rieger & Associates, 6125 East Grant Road and on the web, flowersrieger.com. Southern Arizona is home to one of the world's most trusted sources of information on medicines. The Credible Meds website is visited each day by over 2,000 people from more than 60 countries. You too can learn how to personalize your medications and take control of your health care. Visit CredibleMeds.org today and join Bill Buckmaster each month as he and Dr. Ray Woosley, founder of Credible Meds, give you practical tips on how to get the most from your medications. And welcome back to the Buckmaster Show. You are listening to uh, guest host uh, sitting in for Bill Buckmaster while he travels the world looking for some great food and beverage encounters of his own. And this is Matt Russell, uh, the food and beverage writer for Inside Tucson Business and the publisher of OnTheMenuLive.com. So honored to be occupying the very warm and coveted seat of Bill Buckmaster. I know you listen to his show every Monday through Friday from 12 to 1. I am honored to be associated with the Buckmaster brand uh, and really doubly honored uh, to be sitting here dedicating this entire hour, fellow foodies, uh, to the dynamic food and beverage scene uh, across Southern Arizona. Our celebrity co-host is back with us. He is on the board of the Tucson Originals. Terry Kite, welcome back with us. Hi, Matt Russell. Uh, speaking of pizza, uh, we had another moment for the Tucson food scene making national, nay, international news with our good friend Scott up over at Fiamme Pizza. I saw that world champion pizza thrower. Okay, so that's like a that's like a legit thing. I think so. Okay, so pizza thrower is an art. It's a science. It's entertainment. It's acrobatic. You watch the videos of what they do. It's incredible. I have. And so uh, he is, I think he's like a two-time gold award-winning pizza artist. And he's handsome. And Well, 
I don't know who you're talking to. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who your source is. I personally think he's a handsome fellow. He, all right. Well, thank you for your honesty. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with you on that, of course. Scott. And he's my uh, best friend. Well, because, uh, oh, what a handsome man he is. <laughs> anyway, you bring the pizza. I'll say whatever you want me to say. But no, Scott, <laughs> Scott is great. He's over there on Swan and Sunrise as well. Another reason why we call that intersection one of the most delicious in southern Arizona. Go see Scott at Fiamme Pizza and, uh, you know, give him that little wink, uh, which is what you do to handsome folk, uh, and have him do a little acrobatics. I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll indulge. Anyway, uh, when we talk about the exciting and dynamic food and beverage scene across uh, the Grand Canyon State, uh, you know, it would be a disservice to our listeners were we not to celebrate the Arizona wine-making story because you know, Terry, 20, 30 years ago, the words Arizona and wine would never be uttered in public uh, in the same sentence. And now, because of what our next guest is doing and what other uh, of his colleagues are doing across the the wine uh, countries uh, across Arizona, we are making national news and here to tell us about something big that just happened to an Arizona winery. Uh, he is uh, a wine and spirit education trust level two certified wine professional, and he runs uh, one of the tasting rooms for Eridus Wine Company. Everybody put your hands together for our good friend, Brennan Sanders is on the phone. Brennan, how are you? Hi, doing really well. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited uh, that you could uh, find time out of your very busy schedule now that you're associated with an internationally renowned wine-making operation there at Eridus. It's, uh We're kind of pinching ourselves thinking that we've got you on the phone today, brother. Oh, no. Well, thank you. It's, it's good to be here. You know, we're just doing what we can, trying to elevate Arizona wine and let people you know know what what good we're doing in the state. Well, Elevate you did, sir, uh, because just a couple of months ago, Wine Business Monthly magazine uh, bestowed on your employers, the Eridus Wine Company, of course, out in Wilcox, uh, you earned a hot brand designation, which, uh, Brennan Sanders, is a big, big deal, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, no, actually, there's only... Ten wineries around the country are, are given that uh, that honor every year and are recognized as being one of the, the forerunners of what is happening in the wine industry currently. And so we were one of those ten out of, I believe, around like 7,000 wineries in the, in, the, in the country. Okay, so the editor of Wine Business Monthly magazine said, you know, they look at vintners and growers and wineries and wines that are really making a statement in the industry and seeing how few of you were honored with this recognition when you think about the landscape of of wonderful wineries what kind of statement is Eridus wine company making to earn that level of of recognition man well you know we we've been doing the same thing since we started in 2012 we're just trying to make the best wines we can we try to focus on single varietal expressions um that do really well in our area and we've got fantastic winemakers, and we're just really, really making some terrific wines. And the, yeah, this the Syrah that we were honored for was—it really was something special. Uh, we were really proud of how that one turned out. Oh, so Syrah was sort of at the centerpiece uh, of the of the Hot Brand Award. That's correct. Yeah. So they they choose kind of one wine specifically from the wineries to highlight um, as something that's really a standout of this really. Uh, you know, fabulous, fabulous winery. Okay, well, so that for us was our 2015 Syrah. Okay, now that's all making sense, man, because I, I had the unique opportunity to uh, to interview Scott, your owner there at Eridus Wine Company, about that very wine uh, last year because I, I think there's a sex appeal with Syrah. I think it, it really sings to me uh, in a way that uh, that no other uh, varietal does, uh, and uh, and I, I just loved hearing him talk about the expressions and kind of the deli meat notes uh, of that wonderful grape and why it works so beautifully with food. So, so Brennan Sanders is 
no wonder that once these folks with the magazine had a chance to sip of your artistry with uh, in the context of that Syrah, that it was almost like a no-brainer. Well, I'd like to think so, yeah. I mean, they, they seemed really, you know, happy with what we were doing. And uh, just the fact that we were able to make such amazing wines in what most people think is a very inhospitable climate for grapes. But, you know, that's what we're trying to do, show them that they're wrong and that Arizona is a great region for these wines. Now, I know you're uh, calling in today uh, from the other side of the Gila River. Uh, no disrespect to our friends from Maricopa County, but you're actually running uh, the Scottsdale location uh, of Erida's Wine Company, the, the Tasting Room. Uh, and, of course, you have a tasting room right uh, down here in southern Arizona. Arizona, uh, as well, but for those of, uh, of our listeners that might not have any idea exactly where Aridus Wine Company is, get us familiar with that, man. Yeah, of course. So we're, we're based out of Wilcox. That's where our, our crush facility, our main headquarters is. We also have a tasting room in there. And then our vineyard itself is a little bit further south from there in Pierce, Arizona. That's where we're growing all of our wines. And then we just, uh, in 2015, started up our tasting room up here in Scottsdale, and that's kind of where I uh, you know manage that tasting room. And you know, they always say you got to, you know, bring the wine to the people. It's, it's harder to get them to you than to take it to them. So we figure what better place than Scottsdale. It's a great location. A lot of vacationers that will really get the uh, the word out to the world that Arizona is making some fantastic wine. Well, I'll tell you, here's a case study for your journal, sir. Uh, my brother-in-law, who lives in Westchester County, New York, who uh, fancies himself uh, for good reason uh, as an odophile and, and really loves uh, experimenting and uh, uh, and enjoying wines across uh, the spectrum, uh, really getting outside of his uh, of sort of the conventional box when it comes to enjoying wines, you know, b- both uh, d- domestic and international. But he was out in Arizona on a business trip, uh, and he uh, stumbled, uh, knowing him quite literally, uh, into the, 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 the tasting room right there in Scottsdale. And the, the first thing he did is send me a text, and he says, Matt, I know you know the wine scene out here in this uh, square state you call Arizona, but have you ever heard of Eridus? Because he was in your tasting room, and you guys blew him away. And this is a, a, a very highly respected palate wine guy in, in Western, Westchester County, New York, and you, you won him over. And it was this, this wonderful moment of synchronicity that we all could just kind of smiled and nodded and said, yes, this is the kind of thing we're talking about. Yeah, and that's what we really pride ourselves on. We love it when people, you know, come from states like New York or California or Oregon that are really known for making fantastic wine. And so, you know, they try us out maybe as a novelty um, just say, oh, let's see what Arizona can do. And then they walk out as believers that, you know, for the, the grape varietals that we're trying to grow, those Southern Rhone, Spanish, Italian varietals, we really are kind of a cut above some of the other regions. I love it. You know, we're talking to Brennan Sanders. Uh, he runs uh, the tasting room for Eridus Wine Company, the Scottsdale location, uh, finding time in his busy schedule to uh, put down his glass of wine for a moment and pick up the phone and call us. Uh, we're talking about this hot brand uh, award that they received just a couple of months ago. If you want to taste uh, a wine that really has that wonderful Arizona expression, but is put up against other wines, uh, you know that that you uh, are probably quite familiar with. Uh, give Eridus Wine Company a try. Uh, now, I just heard uh, that you had a, a recent release uh, of some of your 2016 uh, wines. I'm hearing about a Cab Franc, a Viognier, a Petit Syrah, and even a Mouvedre. Uh, these are moving out and making friends uh, all over town, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we're we're kind of hot into our uh, you know 2016 releases. Um, we, we put out about a new wine every month, so we've always got something new and something fun That's coming. Crazy. We really like to experiment and see what's, uh, what, you know, the, what the customers are going to enjoy. Um, so we're, we're releasing something all the time, and just recently we've actually uh, signed on with a distributor, so hopefully you guys will start seeing us in more uh, restaurants and retail establishments throughout the, the valley and all over Arizona. I love it. Uh, hey, Brennan, if you can hang out with us for just one more minute, uh, we've got uh, a listener uh, who has a question for you, and we're going to go to line three and say hi to Paul. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Hi, yeah, great. <clears throat> it's uh, it's good to uh, hear your show. I 
Uh, I, I tell you what, we're getting older, but and had quite a few uh, bottles of wine in the last seventy years or so. But <laughs> but you have a, you have a question for our uh, our uh, our guest from Eridus Wine Company? Yes, here's the question. We generally buy wines in the ten to fifteen dollar range for our household use. Ooh. Occasionally, huh. uh, I have a friend that gives us a very expensive bottle of wine. And uh, $70, $80, I've noticed in, in the stores. Uh, how is wine priced? Because some of these cheap, inexpensive wines are better than the ones that are 10 times more. Okay. How do you establish a price for the wine? Paul, thanks for the call. I appreciate you calling in, and uh, we're going to ask Brennan to answer that question. Brennan, take it away. All right, yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, pricing is it's a delicate matter. You know, there's there's a lot of different factors that go into that, anything from – you know, how expensive it was to, to grow those grapes, to, you know, process that wine. How long did it sit in oak? And, you know, the, the longer it sits in oak, that you know, kind of drives up the price as well. Um, as well as just, you know, we we look and, you know, taste our wines. We've got an excellent winemaker, and she really goes above and beyond to bring out these, you know, really complex expressions of these wines. And so that can as well, you know, drive that price up, the higher the quality of the wine, that can increase it as well. And you really, you just want to price, mainly we try to just price to what we think our wine is worth and how good we think that wine is and how well that will meet the the needs of the consumers is uh, really what mainly drives it aside from, you know, the obvious of uh, just how expensive that wine was to make, which wine is not a, a cheap product to <laughs> that produce, good. unfortunately. Brennan, we got about 10 seconds to tell everybody how they can learn a little bit more about Eridus Wine Company. Yeah, of course. So, um, obviously, you know, go to our website. It's definitely the best way to do it, eriduswineco.com. And I'll, I'll spell that out real quick. It's A-R-I-D-U-S-W-I-N-E-C-O.com. You can see all of our wines all of our events, all of our new releases, that's going to be the best place to go. Brennan Sanders from Eridus Wine Company. Thanks so much. Say hi to everybody, and I hope to see you soon. All right. Well, thanks again. It was a lot of fun. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Stick around. Noble Hops is Tucson's original gastro pub serving an impressive menu of craft beer and fine fare. Choose from more than 175 beers from around the world, plus wine in a full bar. Enjoy delicious soups, salads, burgers, sandwiches, hearty entrees, and more. Craft beer, fine fare, great service, and stunning views. Noble Hops, perfect for lunch, dinner, happy hour, late night, and any time in between. Open daily at La Cunada and Lambert Lane in Oro Valley. Are you happy with the news you get? While not all news is good news, you know good reporting when you see it. Check TucsonSentinel.com every day for breaking news and investigative reports. And your say in the comments. It's all in TucsonSentinel.com, your local, independent, nonprofit news. You can rely on TucsonSentinel.com for solid reporting about immigration, Tucson and penal politics, everything from the border to baseball. It's independent news without the spin. TucsonSentinel.com. We are watching Tucson. Hey, it's Matt Russell from The Buckmaster Show. And this is Ryan Hansen from Bon Voyage Travel. I am so pumped to be partnering with Bon Voyage on my next culinary and cocktail cruise. This is definitely a cruise for foodies as you experience the Mediterranean on celebrity cruises. And the private excursions that your team has arranged for us? <laughs> I mean, come on, an Ouzo distillery tour in Greece? A food and wine day on Malta? We'll handle everything so all you and your guests need to do is eat, drink, and be happy. Go to bvtravel.com slash Russell to learn more. 
This is Bill Buckmaster. Green Things has been the place for all things green for the Buckmaster household for many years. From two-inch succulents to ten-foot-tall palms and desert trees, Green Things has it all on 13 acres and 33 greenhouses full of plants, pottery, and gardening supplies. Visit Green Things at 3384 East River Road by the Rito Riverwalk and on the web at greenthingsaz.com. Cushman and Wakefield Picor is Tucson's leading independently owned full-service commercial real estate company. Founded in 1985, Cushman and Wakefield Picor offers leasing, sales, and property management for industrial office, medical, retail, land, and investment properties in Tucson and Sonora, Mexico. Visit our website at picor.com for the latest news from Tucson's commercial real estate sector. That's picor.com. Call us at 748-7100. And welcome back to the Buckmaster Show. No, you're not listening uh, to Bill Buckmaster. I am so sorry. My condolences. Just when you thought it was uh, that time of day to tune in to uh, Bill's uh, very warm and comforting and uh, and balanced kind of delivery. You're listening to Matt Russell, and it's my pleasure to host uh, this show on uh, in his absence. Uh, you're listening to 1030 The Voice, trusted local news and talk. Uh, I'm the uh, Inside Tucson uh, business food and beverage writer and the publisher of OnTheMenuLive.com here hanging out talking about Southern Arizona's rich uh, uh, food and beverage scene uh, back with my celebrity uh, co-host uh, Terry Kite from Tucson Originals making his way through that fresco pizza like a champ. Hi, Matt. Yeah, I, I have a question for you. Do you have friends that bring you $75, $80 bottles of wine? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Bookmark that because we're going to. He needs more friends. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, but uh, you know, this portion of the Buckmaster Show is presented by Silver City and Grant County, New Mexico, just three hours east of Tucson. So much to do in Silver City and Grant County, New Mexico, like exploring the historic downtown Silver City or visiting the world famous Cliff Dwellings National Monument for a complete listing of the many things to do in great places to stay. Please visit southwestnewmexico.org. Uh, and as I said before our last uh, segment, you cannot have an honest conversation about the local culinary and cocktail scene without digging in deep uh, to this fascinating movement that has really sort of come out of nowhere. It's the craft distilling movement. Now, of course, people that have read my articles and listened to me run my trap on the radio, I, I love the craft beer scene. I love the craft uh, scene, uh, you know, in the culinary perspective. I love the Arizona wine scene, but I am so fascinated by the growth uh, by these intentional artists that are really making Southern Arizona known as like a legit craft distilling a community, and here is a guy who is the newest to join this amazing a community. He is one of Southern Arizona's foragers in chief. He is the co-founder and primary distiller for Town Under Black Distillery. It is an honor to welcome uh, in his very first live radio interview to talk about Town Under Black Distillery. We like to scoop everyone else, Mister Vlad Novakshinov. Vlad, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great now that you're here, brother. I'm glad. Well, I brought. You lots of booze. Uh, <laughs> you must have read my contract, make us, Terry. Make the rest of this hour. I've very. got a, I've got a 19-page writer, so thank <laughs> you for reading. But anyway, before we dive deep into your artistry and into your majesty uh, there at Town Under Black, the first thing I want to know, as do our, I'm sure uh, many of our listeners, they kind of scratch their head and they think, okay, when you come up with a name for your distillery, a name is a name. It means so much. It stands for certain things. There's a spirit. There's a symbol right. for what it is. I don't. I need you to help me and all of our listeners understand what is. Town Under Black. So Town Under Black is actually the direct translation of the original Odom word uh, that became Tucson. So the original Odom word, and I'm going to 
terribly mispronounce it was something like Tuxon or Tuxon. Yeah, Shuxon. Yeah, Shuxon. Yes. Shuxon, yep. And it means under the black or at the base of the black, and it's a reference to uh, Sentinel Peak, which is now called Sentinel Peak, is all black basalt hills. Yes. Or, so that was just how they described what then became Tucson. It's the settlement that's just right there at the base of that black hill. And so with, with that very kind of big statement... Uh, that you've made and what your brand that you've created with Town Under Black, uh, you it might suggest uh, that the first spirit out of the still is going to be something that is uniquely representative of this place that you are naming after Tucson. And so, uh, and, and that whole process, I wish I had another hour to talk with you, but that whole process to decide what kind of spirit you want to kick out first really begins to set the pace for who you're going to be and what your what your distilling point of view is. But uh, what's the one product that you chose to go with right out of the chute? So right off the bat, what we're doing is Six Sky Roasted Blue Corn Whiskey, and it's infused with cacao husk from Monsoon Chocolatier. And the cool thing about it and how it kind of fits this this place is as far as the Blue Corn Whiskey goes, that's a big American traditional whiskey. Yeah. And we even went with blue corn, which more closely resembles the kind of corn that would have been used to make traditional American whiskey. And then <clears throat> with the cacao, this combination of corn and cacao is a big part of traditional cacao and corn consumption all the way back to the Mayan period. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, that's actually why we named it after Six Sky, who was a warrior queen of the, of the Mayan a very long time ago. I don't know how long ago. I couldn't think of a better story to stand for what this company is about. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't open a distillery in Boise uh, <laughs> with that kind of background, man. I mean, this if that doesn't sort of suggest what Tucson is and who mm. we are in a bottle, I don't know what does. Yeah, it's cool. It's I really love this city partly because of this huge kind of weirdness and like willingness to do more unusual things, and it's it's a really perfect place for us to open this distillery up. Because we really do have plans to do some very strange, strange things down the line. You know, we're, uh, <laughs> as, as I have said for a long time, weird works, man. The yeah. minute you stop being weird, the minute people stop caring. Right. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, uh, before we get to the heart of this particular whiskey, and I'm going to bring it up for my inaugural quaff, if you will. <laughs> uh, but where is the distillery located? Are you going to be uh, hosting uh, tasting sessions and uh, events and those kinds of things? Yes. Yeah, so the distillery is located at 44th Street, just east of Dodge, so it's very close to the to the radio station oh, here. Oh, we could walk there from yep. here, Terry. Really? And we're right next to where 1055 used to be right. and right across from where uh, Three Wells used to be and also very close to, I forget the name of the brewery now, but... um. Yeah, there's Green Feet yeah, there. There's Co feet. Copper Mine a couple blocks down the yep. street. That really has become kind of a craft yeah. beverage district. So did you walk here? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I drove. Well, he better walk. You better walk, walk home, back, my friend. <laughs> so where do you get your corn? So you're using blue corn. We're using blue corn. It's non-GMO corn from the Ute Mountain um, Ute tribe, and they they grow it traditionally. That's it's a heritage grain. It's I'm not the good talk mouth person that, that's back so i'm trying my best but it is you know we like it because it is it is traditionally manufactured or grown and it is a heritage grain and it's it's something this tribe has been doing for a while we work directly with them there's no middleman there's no kind of like corporate 
people coming in right. and transferring things around. They literally they drive it down to us on a trailer. It's it's a lot of fun. Tra- you know, that kind of manual grassroots yep. retail kind of experience does make a difference. Yeah. It really, really does. Now, when you're saying cacao husks, you know, people, yeah. he, people, cacao husks. people think, say that three <laughs> times fast. After a couple of sips of this, Terry Kite. Cacao husks. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but cacao, people think chocolate, they right. think sweet. But when you're thinking about the, the sort of the native flavor profile mm-hmm. of the cacao, it's really kind of more of a savory expression than it is a sweet one, right? Yeah, and the cacao husks are a bit different from the nibs in themselves, and that's one of the reasons that we went with husks. The, the kind of the big start of it is it's a lot more kind of responsible. I mean, we're literally using monsoon chocolate here as garbage. Right. Cacao husk is Do not... Do they know that you use it? They No, we just steal it out of their, oh, out of their right. trash can while they're not looking. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's, you know, you can't eat it. It's got the cacao flavors there, but... A, because it's not as strongly flavored as nibs, we can age it on the cacao for a lot longer without getting an overwhelming chocolate taste. And two, it's uh, the nibs, when I've tested it out, infusing it in the whiskey, it gets kind of a sour taste, whereas this is much more dry and kind of earthy. You knew this was going to be a, nib, a, a nib-free zone. When, yeah. when you and Beth kind of got together and said, look, we can do the easy thing. We can go right to the nib. But, it, you know, that would be cowardice. That, that would be, you know, that would be cutting corners to just use the nib. You know, you want to go for the husk because yeah. uh, because this this brand stands for husk. It's husky. It's just got this husk profile, this this prominence of the husk. Right. All right, enough enough talk. I've got it. So right on the nose, uh, Vlad Novakchkanov. Um I am getting that gorgeous. I'm getting. It, it's got that Sonoran kind of experience, mm-hmm. just right on the nose. And I'm giving that a swirl, and I'm and I'm actually going to express gratitude for this moment because I take my spirits spiritually, if you will. So this is a moment that I believe is a gift. Uh, it, it is a moment that I believe was was intentionally designed for me before I walked in. Uh, so I'm going to treat it with the reverence that oh, it yeah, I spent a lot of time getting that bottle just right. <laughs> what 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 kind of things am I going to experience right from the start? Um. <clears throat> So, I, again, I don't do the good mouth talk. I, I get chocolate. Mm. <laughs> um, I always kind of get kind of a candied fruit flavor off of yes. it. The apple. Yes. Apple. There's that is, a, that is yeah. fruit and candy there. That's candied very apple. much the, the corn spirit. When I do it by itself, he gets kind of like a – I always call it red vine, but uh, Beck – has a much more you know fancy name for it. She calls it the candied fruit thing, but it's it's a very kind of you know kind of like candied cherry kind of thing, dried cherry. I get caramel apple from the fair at Twenty Second and Swan. <laughs> See, it's only there once every year. It always and a half. tasted more like to me like the one at the other fairgrounds. You know, but, okay. but that's okay. Opinions can differ. A geolocation uh, for each uh, particular spirit. Again, this is the uh, Town Under Black Distillery right here in Tucson. It's the Six Sky. Blue corn whiskey infused with cacao husk. And uh, when, again, do you expect to be making this beautiful spirit available for sale there at your distillery? So it is going to be available starting next week. We're getting the labels literally on Monday, and then it's just as fast as we can slap them on the bottle. They'll be moving out the door. Uh, We also expect to be carried at AC Hotels, and then there's a couple of places that they're not... Not set in stone yet, but it's we should be around town pretty quickly. Yeah, very good. You know, I'm a I'm a cigar enthusiast, so I'm automatically going right to the the uh, you know the fireside uh, outdoor cigar experience. I think this particular spirit, Vlad, mm-hmm. it was was kind of made because you've got that wonderful sensory elements of the smoke with the cigar yeah. and the rich cacao and that beautiful sweet corn yeah. coming together. Did you think about me when you distilled this product, <laughs> Vlad? Matt Russell, are, is there anything that you're not an enthusiast of? 
Uh, Applebee's. Oh, no. Oh. oh, did I say that? No, I'm kidding. We're talking about local spectrum. food. Anyway, this is uh, Vlad Novakshkinov. Uh, he and Beck, uh, the partners in crime, uh, have uh, brought us Town Under Black Distillery in, in the next, uh, I think you said, few days. Yep. This product is going to be available. Town Under Black Distillery. Look for it by name. Do you guys have a website, Facebook page, all yes, that fun stuff? We, it's at townunderblack.com, and it's got a little nice. an email thing that you can you can put your email in. We don't. I don't even know how to sell emails, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but we're going to put out notifications on how to get it, where it's going to end up. Also, we can do deliveries and things like that because we are a very small distillery. I can literally deliver to people's doors. The rules for that are too complicated to get in now, but if you get on that list... Contact me. I can contact you. I can do it, you guys. Vlad, yeah. on your doorstep. Listen to Vlad. Vlad <laughs> on demand. A big I want sweaty bear showing I'm, up with a bunch of bottles. I want Vlad on speed dial. Anyway, Vlad, thanks so much for hanging out with Thank us. Thank you. You know, uh, since 1970, Green Things has been the go-to place for your gardening needs. Now, Green Things on their 13-acre site is home to Zocalo Village and all those fine Mexican and Latin American imports. Green Things on River Road, just west of the Brandy Fenton Park, uh, and on the web at greenthingsaz.com. We were also talking about Mona's Danish Bakery not to too long ago. I actually had a gorgeous sandwich uh, from Mona's yesterday. It was a great turkey sandwich, freshly baked bread, wonderful ingredients, but their hidden ball trick that I was uh, quick to discover is they used a little bit of olive uh, paste, like a almost like an olive tapenade to spread over the bread. I like a little brine on my bread. Anyway, check out lunch and now even breakfast uh, for hot breakfast treat at Mona's Danish Bakery. We got time for one more segment. We're going to take a quick commercial break and thank some more of Bill's valued sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to transform the Buckmaster Show into the Pitmaster Show right here on 1030 The Voice. Trusted local news and talk. Don't go away. Vero Amore is Tucson's only certified authentic Neapolitan wood-fired pizza where every flavorful pizza, pasta, panini, and salad is homemade using the finest local and imported ingredients. Vero Amore, Plaza Palomino, and on Dove Mountain Boulevard in Marana, plus a full catering menu and mobile pizza truck for parties and events. Vero Amore on the web at veroamore.com. This is Bill Buckmaster. I love travel and flying from Tucson International Airport. And when you fly Tucson, you're standing up for Tucson. When more people fly Tucson, airlines respond with more flights. And with more flights, more travelers can get here to conduct important business. It's a win for the region, and it's a win for you in time saved and money saved, not traveling to an airport two hours away. Travel smart and fly Tucson. Check out flytucson.com. The Regional Transportation Authority's 20-year transportation plan is funded through June 2026 by a special taxing district, which is a state-established political subdivision within Pima County. The RTA plan and half-cent excise tax were voter-approved in May 2006, and the tax is collected within the district. More about RTA Citizens Advisory Committee's efforts to develop an RTA continuation plan at rtamobility.com. Every day, your safety and freedom is protected by the service and sacrifice of our first responders and military. Please join us in this community effort to build the Southern Arizona Veterans and First Responders Living Memorial, a place to celebrate those who have paid the price for our freedom and those who continue to defend it today. Help create a space where these memories, past, present, and future, will live forever. Learn more and donate by visiting vfrm.org. Let's say you need an honest roofer. Where do you start? 
Better Business Bureau of Southern Arizona has more than 3,200 accredited businesses ready to help and committed to doing things right. Next time you need a trusted mechanic, plumber, AC company, or florist, go to our website, bbb.org, or call us at 520-888-6161. Better Business Bureau of Southern Arizona. We are here to help you find local companies you can trust. This is Moa Moe's Gallery and Fine Framing. And this is Bill Buckmaster. For several decades now, Moe has been my go-to expert for all my framing needs and bathroom mirrors. I trust Moe for service, professionalism, and top-of-the-line quality. Thanks, Bill. Give us a call at 795-8226 and stop by Moe's Gallery and Fine Framing on the southwest corner of Fort Lowell and Dodge, right next to Copenhagen, and on the web at moesgallery.com. Welcome back to the Buckmaster Show. You are listening to someone who is so overjoyed uh, that Bill Buckmaster is on vacation. Uh, Bill, you can go out of town whenever you want because I love occupying the very warm and coveted seat of Bill Buckmaster while he travels the world looking for some great culinary and cocktail experiences of his own. Again, my name is Matt Russell. I'm the food and beverage writer for Inside Tucson Business and the publisher of OnTheMenuLive.com. If you want to listen to any of uh, uh, my old uh, radio appearances, if you want to read my latest story in the newspaper, if you want to get to know what I do on the F&B side, of the world, please go to onthemenulive.com and all of your prayers will be answered. Uh, anyway, we're back here with our celebrity co-host who has stuck with us for the full hour from Bisbee Breakfast Club and a proud board member of Tucson Originals, Terry Kite. This I, hour goes by fast, dude. I can't find my way out. So <laughs> anyway, well, I'm so excited to report that we are right here right now, spontaneously almost, uh, rebranding this last segment of the Buckmaster Show. It is now the Pitmaster Show uh, because uh, when you think about all of the things making news here on the Food and beverage scene. I am a big guy. I am a barbecue guy. I love barbecue. I love smoke. I love meat. I love all of the wonderful expressions. An of, enthusiast I'm barbecue. an enthusiast <laughs> of barbecue. I actually have the privilege of being a judge at the world's largest barbecue rib competition every Labor Day weekend up in Nevada. 500,000 people uh, turn out for this event. There's only 12 of us judges and we had our work cut out for us. So I'm beginning to prepare my palate for the adjudication responsibilities that are awaiting me uh, later on in the summer and I thought of no better person to help walk me through the kinds of things that she, as an award-winning pitmaster herself, uh, has to say about barbecue representing KISS. Kiss of smoke, barbecue and catering. Pitmaster in chief Brandy Romero is in the house. Brandy, how are you, girlfriend? I'm good. I'm uh, coming a little bit closer to the microphone yeah. and let us get to know you a little bit. <laughs> let me just kind of bring you into my in. world. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today yeah. and for especially for bringing so one uh, sort of the manifestations of your labor uh, <laughs> there uh, at Kiss of Smoke. Uh, but I'm I'm, I'm curious. Uh, you know, I, I was in Dallas a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I, I checked out the Pecan Lodge. Uh, you know, one of the people say best barbecue in Texas. Some say best barbecue in the country. Uh, haven't been to Tucson. But uh, anyway, I stood in line in the rain before the doors opened. There's a lot of standing in line at barbecue places. Is, and yeah. I think two of the most popular words that you utter at Kiss of Smoke is not baby back. Uh, it's not pulled pork. It's sold out. It uh, is. And <laughs> that is a, a, a kind of a, a symbol of your success, right? It is, yeah. We definitely we load the smoker, and we sell till we sell out. Okay, so. What what's the I mean, what's the idea? What's the concept there? So is it a sit down restaurant, counter service, order? You know, do you get to feast your eyes on the bounty of beef uh, and all of the uh, appropriate accoutrements uh, that you're going to build your barbecue experience around? Um, it's definitely counter service, um, kind of fast food counter service, um, and that's kind of the reason behind the whole sell to we sell out. So we just load the smoker every morning and then 
it go till it's gone and just go yeah and, and how many pounds of of meat are you able to put into your smoker or smokers at any given time and, um, and and i would imagine that process begins the night before yes yeah so prepping definitely begins the night before um brisket takes about 10 hours to cook pulled pork the same um so those are definitely the two most labor-intensive meats that we have um and let's see Forgot what your first question. Was. I did too. How big is uh, your and you can smoker? That, you, can, you can blame so that on smoker. John Under Black Distillery that I that I forgot my last question anyway. <laughs> started naming off meats and you. I started yeah. naming off meats and I went into my over. I went into my happy place. Uh, but no, that, that the, the prep begins because you don't want to rush the smoke. The smoke tells the story. The smoke it does is. the work. You want to get that process begun early. Right? Yes. Yeah? Yes. So it definitely begins super early in the morning. Um, and back to your first question, we can fit about 300 pounds of brisket on the smoker at any given time. So it's just brisket. 300 pounds just pork 300 pounds kind of varies but yeah if we do an even split you can fit 150 of each 300 pounds of yeah. meat in your smoker okay let me ask you uh, let's go to the wisdom of the wood because <laughs> okay. we talked about the smoke that's the soul of the barbecue it expression is. but the wisdom to me is the wood and yeah. i think i think the wood is as intentional of a decision to make just like when vlad Novotkinov was talking about the spirit you know he wants to go with sonoran corn he doesn't want to use the nib he wants to use the cacao husk sure. uh what 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 is your idea what's the secret to success when it comes to picking the right wood that has made you say sold out again and again on a daily basis yeah so one thing that's pretty interesting is instead of using wood chunks that most people find typical, we're using wood pellets. Um, so we use a combination of hickory, oak, cherry, and a little bit of mesquite. Okay, wow. So that almost sounds like a proprietary blend. <laughs> we have, there are people listening to the show right now that are, Shh, that are scribbling out. <laughs> now, is that your blend for all of your meats? It is, Okay, yeah. so run those by me again. Hickory. Yes. Oak. Yes. Cherry and a little mesquite. Okay, so you got that sense of place, that Sonoran the experience Sonoran. with the mesquite, which mm. grows in abundance here. You're bringing a little bit of cherry, which is going to bring a little bit of sweetness it to is. that. And then these classic barbecue woods, the hickory uh, and the oak, I think play really well together. You know, and again, if you're using one of those woods, which I think is what they did, you know, years and years and years ago. That's going to give you a completely different expression than than it would when you brought some of these woods together for the blend. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. What was the What was the R and D process like when you? Ooh. I mean, how many woods are there? There's a lot. Brandy of Romero. Woods. And, and how come I wasn't invited to the tasting? <laughs> I bring whiskey. It's happened over <laughs> many years of testing different woods. <laughs> okay, so tell everybody exactly where Kiss of Smoke Barbecue and Catering is located. Uh, Six Six Three South Plummer Avenue. So we're next to the Silver Room Bar, which is pretty familiar with most local Tucsonans, especially Terry Kite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the first thing he said right away <laughs> is, are, "Are you right there?" I yeah. went in there on accident one day, but it was delicious. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, or just right down the street from the U of A track field. So. Okay, everybody knows where that is. Hours yeah. of operation? Um, 7 to 10 for breakfast and 10 till sold out. Wednesday through Saturday, four days a week. 10 till sold out. And again, uh, that could mean different times for different people on different days. It is, But yeah. you do sell out. We do. And I'm sure that, that was, that's just a, a, a moment uh, Brandy Romero, where you sort of have to hang your head and post <laughs> those two very uncomfortable post. words for the public to see. Yeah. Saying no to the people who want to join the line, <laughs> join the buzz. You do sell out, but that is a, a symbol of your success. Now, let's talk competition yeah. uh, for a little bit, because, of course, I, I, I mentioned I, I judge barbecue competitions, and as Terry Kite says, I'm a barbecue enthusiast. Yeah, I'm yes. enthusiast about a lot of things, and, I, and I've become a huge Vlad Novotkinov enthusiast today. But anyway, how does competition barbecue differ from uh you know local restaurant barbecue so are you are you preparing your barbecue and treating it and and setting it in a way that you would do on the circuit if you're traveling the world in your rv or are you really giving the people what they want when it comes to their palate expectations particularly when it comes to ribs you know 
you know, you hear fall off the bone, and I get that there are folks that like that. Uh, you'll get dinged for that in competition. You but sure talk a little bit about <laughs> how competition barbecue and how restaurant barbecue, uh, uh, you know, kind of differ. Yeah, ribs especially are kind of a fine line. Um, people do really want fall off the bone, especially coming into a restaurant. But in the competition circuit, um, like you said, fall, falling off the bone is definitely a ding. Um, definitely get some negative scores there. Um, so you're looking for something that pulls from the bone with the teeth gently and not mu too much tug. Um, they're gonna look for color and texture and then flavor. So they judge mostly on three things and uh, they judge all the meats on those three things, color, texture, tenderness. Um, and so for competition ribs, we prep them the same in the restaurant as on competition. Um, so the biggest thing that a lot of people forget when they're doing ribs is peeling off what we call the silver skin or the skin on the back of the ribs. That's what's going to cause the tenderness which because I've you're not having that. Which suck. I've given up on. I've tried. I've, got, <laughs> I've gone through rolls of paper towels, Brandy Romero. I've watched it on YouTube and I, I gave up. I, I let I let action yeah. win. You're not a it's, silver skin enthusiast. No, <laughs> no that, we, we have found something. Absolutely right. Well, let's let's dive into some of your deliciousness, if sure. I can say so. Uh, I'm actually in a brisket competition myself here uh, in a few weeks, so I want to know the secret to great brisket. What, okay. what, what, is, what, is my, what is that one strategy that you think I need to embrace if I'm going to walk away a winner? Brisket, the biggest thing with brisket is keep it simple. Salt and pepper, for the most part, are going to be your go-to things. Um, look at any of the big names out of Texas. That's definitely what they're going for, and that's what we go for. Salt and pepper and a little garlic. Do you, so you, do you travel in an RV? Uh, when we do competition, we sure do, yeah. Like you got RV. the whole family packed in there? A whole family, sometimes Everything eight or nine well. of us. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so keep talking, Terry, because i got a yeah. mouthful of brisket. <laughs> well, who, do, who does the dishes is what I'm wondering. And Unfortunately, my dad. Uh, <laughs> so okay. my dad, it's uh, a family Ted, operation. it's a definitely a family operation. Um, so the three owners, my dad, my mom, and myself, so Ted, Cindy, and me. And uh, my dad, we call him the dish fairy. He <laughs> definitely takes care of the dishes on the road or in the restaurant. Okay, uh, uh, salt and pepper. You said people think, oh, I, if I'm going to win, I've got to put in 19 spices. That that is a that is a disservice, uh, nay, criminal when it comes to treating the brisket. Salt and pepper. Let the wood do the work. Let the smoke do the work. Yep, with okay. brisket, definitely. This is gorgeous. Beautiful smoke ring, chopped brisket sandwich. Great. We got about another minute left. Sure. Talk a little bit about some uh, some of the other goodies you brought. Yeah, I also brought you some sliced chicken. So we do a sliced chicken instead of a bone-in chicken. It just stays moisture longer. Um, definitely doesn't work in competition, but in the restaurant, it's our go-to. Um, and then we've brought you some pulled pork. It's definitely our own version, kind of an Arizona's flair there. Uh, pretty sweet. And then I also brought you a loaded mac with hot links. And hot links are real popular out here. Um, typical hot, little spicy, and a little bit of chorizo flavor in those. Oh, my gosh. We, we made some new friends here, uh, Terry Kite. How about turkeys? You do tur turkeys Christmas you know, time? We do turkeys in, for the holidays, yeah. We don't do them regularly, but we definitely do them for the holidays, take pre-orders. and. Sell I'd like them. one. I'd like to pre-order one let's, now. Let's there do it. it. <laughs> and 10 million witnesses because they heard that. Anyway, Brandy Romero, uh, one of the pitmasters over there at Kiss of Smoke Barbecue. One more time exactly. Where are you guys located? 663 South Plummer Avenue. 663 South Plummer Avenue. Anyway, thank you so much. Congratulations to you for thank all you. of your success. Uh, we've made some friends, and we are working our way across the spectrum of smoke and of woods check out kiss of smoke barbecue because these are some of the guys that are doing it the way that wins awards and that's not easy to do thank you so much for all of your gifts that you brought Thanks. us today once again this is matt russell sitting in for mr bill buckmaster i wish he would go on vacation more often because i just love taking over the microphone in the meantime again if you want to learn anything more about my work in the food and beverage community on the live.com send me an email and let me know what you like in the meantime it's a great food and beverage community in southern arizona support it we'll see you soon
KVOI Cortero, AM 1030, the voice of Tucson.